بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله بالعظيم جل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوحي أكرمي بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أرباب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك في رحمتك يا أرحم after talking about some aspects of Hose studies, we talked about some of the etiquettes of Mubahatha. And I would like to mention what Shahid Thani in Muniyat al-Murid says about Mubahatha and then continue. You are familiar with the book Muniyat al-Murid. So, there are different sections in this book. In the section which is about the etiquettes of the muta'allah, the learner. Okay? As-sabi'u wal-ishroon. Number 27 is about mubahatha. And is this book translated into English? Not all of it. Is it the science learning in Islam? I don't think uh, all of it is translated. Yes, I. So, Yanbari an yudakira man yurafiquhu min muvadhibi majlis al-shaykh. Okay? He says, the learner is expected to discuss, to do mudakira with those who are his classmates who are careful about the teaching of the Shaykh in the sense that they are regular. Because it's very important, your partner in Mubaisa should be someone who is regular. If someone sometimes comes, sometimes doesn't come, sometimes, you know, doesn't study, it's not helpful. You should try to find the best students and ask them to do Mubaisa with them. Those who are very careful and regular in attending the lectures. What should they discuss? The muzakira should be about what? This discussion. They should discuss every point, every rule, every detail which was which were mentioned by the Sheikh. By the Ustad, by the teacher. 
و یعیدو کلام شیخ فی ما بینهم They should review and repeat what Sheikh said among themselves Okay? As if they are reconstructing the class again One person become the teacher They all listen فَإِنَّ فِي الْمُذَاكَرَةِ نَفْعًا عَظِيمًا there is great benefit in Mubahatha. So it's not only Sheikh Shumali who says this. Shahid Asami is saying this. If you don't listen to me, at least listen to Shahid Asami. He says Mubahatha is even more important than memorization. Imagine, for example, you just one hour try to memorize. But memorization doesn't necessarily help you with better understanding. Yeah? Mobiles, as we said, helps you to understand better, to deepen your understanding, helps you to be able to communicate, yeah? To express yourself, to be able to ask good questions, to be able to answer questions properly. Also helps you with memorization. Because when you do Mubaisa, you remember better. But if you just memorize without Mubaisa, it's not as good as Mubaisa. When should we do Mubaisa? Bayan bagil isra'u biha ba'd al qiyam min al majlis. They should be quick in doing mubahasa when they stand up from majlis of dars from the session of teaching okay when they finish and they stand up and go soon they should have mubahasa qabla tafarruq azhanihim wa tashattut khawatirihim before their mind is scattered and their memories are lost, they should do Mubahisa. Because, you know, there are many things that even if you have taken notes, you cannot register. If you have fresh memory, you remember lots of details. Otherwise, you don't. So before your mind is scattered and divided, <coughs> distracted, you should have Mubahisa. And before some of the things that they have heard deviate and goes away from their understanding. Then they should do these discussions in some times. فَلَا شَيْءَ يَتَخَرَّجُ بِهِ الطَّالِبُ فِي الْعِلْمِ مِثْلُ الْمُذَاكِرَةِ There is nothing like مُذَاكِرَةِ that you can gain from for your graduation or for your you know, learning. Nothing is like مُبَاحِثَةِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَجِدِ الطَّالِبُ مَنْ يُذَاكِرُهُ 
if he doesn't find someone with whom he can discuss, you say, you know, I don't have anyone to discuss. I told you, Akhvai solution, yeah? Zakara nafsahu wa At least do mubayasa with yourself. Or do mubayasa with a statue. Or record yourself. Put the camera on and do. Of course, it's better to find someone that can engage and, you know, but at least a minimum. At least for yourself, repeat what you have heard and say it. And then he says, Even if you are not able to say it in your heart, review it, because even reviewing in heart is helpful. When you review, by your tongue is helpful for memory. Even if you review it in heart is helpful. But if you say it is better because then you use the memory of hearing as well. Yeah? If you can read it and hear it, it's better than just thinking about it in your heart. There are very few people who are able to just think when that's when the lecture is going on, when Sheikh is sitting and teaching. They are thinking, but they do, do, don't do anything afterwards. He says, Qallan yuflih. The possibility of success for such people is very little. Even if you are the most intelligent person, just sitting in the class is not enough. Okay? I am not saying this to discourage you from coming to the class, because even if you don't learn anything, at least you get the sabab of coming to the class. But I'm saying, by this you cannot become alim. Just by sitting in the class. By sitting in the class you get sabab. But if you want to be a scholar, if you want to really learn, listening once is not enough. You have to... Sometimes I, I will advise, advise loudly so I can hear It's very good. It's better than advising quietly. Yes. Yes. For you is better. I don't know for those who are around you. This <laughs> 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 my method. I find it easier. And I can understand better. Yes. Exactly what the shade is. It's, it's much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's much better. Yes. You can have concentration. You can yes. use the memory of it. <clears throat> then, twenty-eight. This was twenty-seven. الصامن والعشرون أن تكون المذاكرة المذكورة في غير مجلس الشيخ. That discussion should not be when Sheikh is teaching. Few people are talking. What are you doing? We are doing mubayasa. No. It should not be when the majlis is going on. You know, majlis means session. 
And takuna al-mudhakaratul madhkura means the above mentioned mudhakara should not be in the same session. And takun fi ghayr majlis al-shaykh. Okay? Oh, fiha, if it is in the same place, ba'dan sarafi, after shaykh is leaving. بِحَيْثُ لَا يَسْمَعُ لَهُمْ صَوْتًا So that Sheikh doesn't hear when they are doing Mubahisa. Why? Because sometimes, for example, might be impolite. It's, you know, they want to have very friendly discussion. Sometimes maybe, for example, someone's... Because in Mubahisa you can, for example, say, why Sheikh said this, why, you know? So it's better if... It's not in the presence of Sheikh. Unless Sheikh himself says this. Once uh, one of our teachers did something nice. Uh, he asked us to record our mubahisa and give it to him. And he was, you know, listening and saying whether we do proper mubahisa or not. It's good. So sometimes Sheikh maybe wants to check. But he says, it's better if he doesn't hear because there might be then a matter of impoliteness, especially if they want to repeat what Sheikh said. You know, maybe it's not very polite. <coughs> of course, it depends on how you do it. He himself says that sometimes Sheikh may say, you should do this, you know, to repeat this. So, these are two sections, little sections, in the etiquettes of the learners in Muniatul Murid that I thought I should share with you for Mubahitha. So, let's go back to our own discussion. So, we said one of the aspects of Islamic traditional studies is that you do it as a team. You have teacher that we said you trust, you believe in him. You have friends, because friends are very important. Sometimes maybe because of friends, we were going to a lecture so that we are not alone, you know. For example, maybe there's a teacher, because in main houses in traditional way, now it's more kind of formalized, but you were choosing your own teacher. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to consider, if I go to this teacher, maybe my partners won't come. So we should make a decision together. We are three, four people that we do mobile for, for example, several years. So we decide together that we all go to this lecture, to this teacher. Okay? So it's a kind of Teamwork. We study together, we decide teacher together. And the other thing is that we said Mubahisa should be not very late before the next lesson. You should do Mubahisa. You should go to Mubahisa while you are prepared, as if you want to teach. Imagine you have a class. 
and you want to teach. How much you prepare yourself? Also, it should not be decided in advance who is going to present. Because then the other people may not prepare themselves. All should come prepared. Then, at the beginning of the session, we decide by Qur'a or something who is going to present. Or sometimes you can divide. Say, half of it you say, half of it I say, for example, or vice versa. So, everyone should come prepared. And you should be patient. Sometimes, you know, people say, for example, we just had the lesson yesterday or today, so we don't need to mention everything. No. You have to be patient and repeat everything. Because many times, those things that you thought you have understood, when you want to present, you realize that you didn't understand. So it's very important to say everything as if the, the people who are listening to you have not been to this class. You should assume that they are students for you, although they are classmates. But you should explain everything. You should be open for discussion. But as I said, not for the sake of proving yourself or, you know, saying you don't understand, you know, I understand better than you. Mm -hmm. No, for the sake of understanding, mm -hmm. haq. We have many hadiths about the necessity of avoiding mira. What is mira? Stand on a point. Uh, a kind of quarrel and arguing for the sake of arguing. Rahimallahu. Mm. Imra'an tarak al-mira'a walau kana muhiqan. May Allah's mercy be upon the person who stops mira'a even if he is right. Sometimes, for example, you say something and the other person, the other party, doesn't accept. Okay, you explain it again. It doesn't accept. Maybe another time you try. But if he doesn't accept, leave it. Because maybe there is a problem in you or in him, or maybe the time is not appropriate. Communication. If, if after two hours, three times trying to explain, the person doesn't agree, it's better to stop. Especially if it is going to become an issue, you know, for example, between husband and wife, between, I don't know, two partners in business. Because the more you repeat, the more difficult it becomes to find the hack. Because, you know, imagine if for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I have been saying that you are wrong. Then after 15 minutes, how can I accept that you are right? After two minutes, I can accept more easily than after 15 minutes. So, many times, people's ego gets involved. So, this is why I always say to people who are married, when you have this agreement, once, twice, three times, talk about it. If you don't come to agreement, leave it. Because the chance of coming to agreement is less. Another time, 
you can try it. But again, once, twice, three times, finished. So it's like rounds of discussion, not, you know, continuous discussion. Even sometimes, you know, countries, when they negotiate, they don't say, okay, we sit here for one month and we finish. One round, then they leave it another round. So, mira is not good. In Mubahasa, this is very important. No one should insist on his opinion or her opinion. And this is a great moral exercise, a spiritual exercise, that you are only interested in truth. Then, maybe in your Mubayasa, you come up with some new ideas. It's better if you have chance to check this with your teacher. Maybe this new idea is very good idea, so your teacher will be happy. Say, Alhamdulillah, I have a students who do mubahisa and also they come up with new ideas. So your teacher will be very happy. But maybe these new ideas are misunderstandings. You know, especially sometimes you know, say oh, the teacher made mistake. I have now better understanding. <laughs> One of the beauties of Hose studies is that there is always communication between teacher and student. Okay? In the class, after class, you can ask questions. Now when the numbers increase, of course difficult, you know, there are ulama that maybe few hundreds of people go to their lecture. But in the past was not that many. But still these ulama normally what they have, they have one hour, for example, at home they sit, Talabah can go and discuss, or they have few senior students that people can refer to them. For example, some Maraja have few senior students that people go to them and ask questions. Anyway, it's very important to raise the issues that you think teacher made mistake or you think you have come up with new ideas. Check it with someone who is higher than you, either the teacher or a senior student. And if there is something that you totally didn't understand, of course you have to ask. The problem is sometimes you write send an email to a teacher, you don't yes. need to reply. Yes. That's, what, that's been my experience and I think yeah. that is... Sent. So a senior student? You'll be sent to a because, teacher. Because sometimes the number is yes. a lot yes. and you know, for the teacher might be busy. Yes. So, first of all, mubahasa. Don't send any email to teacher before Mubahasa. Okay? Because many issues you can discuss it and solve it yourself. If in Mubahasa you didn't solve it with senior student, someone who always gets aid. If still that person cannot help you, then you can raise it with the teacher. So in this way, we can reduce the uh, work demand. Okay. This is about Mubahasa. Another thing that we, I want to discuss, inshallah, is about a study. What we say, you know, Mutala'a. What are the etiquettes of a study? What 
one of the requirements of Hose studies, especially for some subjects, is first of all to have a teacher. You can teach yourself, but it's very limited. And there is great chance of confusion. Normally, great ulama had great also teachers. Yeah? It's not easy just to teach yourself, you know. You have to have as much as possible teacher. But the teacher is not going to make you alive. You have to be responsible for your study. Even if you go regularly to the class, this is not going to make you harder. You have to be in control of your study. You should have plan for your study. What do you want to achieve? To what extent you want to learn? Not that, you know, I don't know what is fair, I don't know what is mantra, why we study fair, why we study mantra, what is this book? I only look at the board, they told me to go to this room. What is going to happen to you in that room? You don't know. What are you going to learn? What comes next? No, you should have a clear vision why we study these subjects. <clears throat> what is the significance of each of these sciences? What are the major levels, books? In so, you should have clear understanding of what you are doing. And check yourself. Am I learning? Am I improving or not? You know, when you learn a language, what do you do? You always check yourself. If you think that after a few months, you are the same as before, so you realize there's a problem in your learning. So you have to always <coughs> evaluate your study, assess your study. Of course, we have exams. Teachers can tell us based on exam, but there is a way of evaluation that you can only do because maybe there is one exam every semester or I don't know, maybe more, but you can more regularly and frequently assess yourself. You have come for a sacred purpose to Jose. Yes? For sure you have come for a sacred purpose. But just having a sacred purpose and good intention is not enough. Check, am I moving towards my ideals or not? If not, I have to work harder. If I not, maybe I have to change my style. Maybe I have to change my partner in Mobaisa, for example. Maybe I have to allocate more time. Okay? So what I'm saying is basically be concerned about your study. Be conscious. Don't let things just happen and, you know, after some time you open your eyes, see, you have been four years, five years in the Jose, but you haven't achieved that much. You have to be in control and monitor your study. I don't know if you have a particular interest in Islamic studies or not. Sometimes people have more interest in, for example, akhlaq. Some people have more interest in fiqh. Some people have more interest in philosophy. This 
is helpful, but also you have to be careful. Because sometimes it helps them with more concentration on those subjects that they like. But when they go to other subjects, it's a boring. I don't want to learn this. It's a waste of time. My interest is something else. <coughs> or for example, some people find it difficult to learn Arabic. Because they say, we don't want to learn Arabic. I want to learn Quran. I want to learn Aqaid. And because Arabic is a tool, so sometimes it can be, for some people, difficult. What is important to know is Islamic studies is a kind of, you can say, package, it's a kind of whole, which is very well interconnected. You cannot say, I want to be expert in the field of Aqa'id, and I don't bother about my Arabic, for example. Arabic is important for any subject, because in the end of the day, you want to refer to the Quran and Hadith and read the books of ulama. Whether you like it or not, Arabic is the tool. Subject of Islamic studies. Or, for example, you say, I'm not interested in fiqh, for example. I'm interested in philosophy. Even if you are not interested as your first you know, subject in fiqh, still you have to study fiqh and usul al-fiqh. Because fiqh and usul al-fiqh give you the skills for analyzing a text. Where are you going to learn? linguistic principles. Where are you going to practice them? It's in fiqh and usul al-fiqh. Even if you want to specialize in philosophy, still you have to learn fiqh and usul to some extent. Especially because we, no matter whether we go to fiqh or to or to Kalam, or to philosophy, or to Irfan. For us, the main source is always a scripture. It's always Quran and Hadith. Even if you are doing to philosophy, you have to have good understanding of Quran and Hadith. Look at Mullah Sadra. Mullah Sadra was not someone who just studied mantra and you know logic and philosophy. Mullah Sadra studied fair tafsir, you know, he has tafsir, he has commentary on uh, Al-Kafi, he has tafsir of Ayy Nur, for example, one volume, on just Ayy Nur. He was not just a philosopher, he was a mujtahid. He has books on philosophy, but he has also commentary on Kifayatul Usul. He's a mufassir. He has uh, also commentary on Biharul Anwar, <coughs> some volumes of it. <coughs> Look at Mullah Muhsin Faizah Kashani. He has books on philosophy, Irfan, Aqa'id, Hadith, Al-Wafi, Tafsir, Tafsir Safi, Asfa, Musaffa. He has at least three complete sets of Tafsir. So, these are subjects that you cannot separate from each other. One of the things that happened in some places was 
the idea of introducing a specialized courses in some houses so that people who go to their you know house or institute from the beginning they specialize you know even their BA is one subject MA another and I say anyone who goes to Jose there is certain level of Islamic studies that he has to go through no matter what subject later he wants to follow. You cannot say from, you know, the first year I want to specialize. Good number of years of Islamic studies is necessary for anyone who goes to Hose. Because you want to become a scholar of Islam. Yeah? You cannot say to yourself that I don't want to know Ahkam, I don't want to know Tafsir, I just want to know philosophy. This is not what you can be accepting for yourself and this is not what people expect from you. You cannot go to people and say, you know, after a few years of studying Hose, I don't know any Ahkam, I don't know any Aqaid, just ask me for example about philosophy. <laughs> it's not possible. We have to have good understanding of these sciences and they very much help each other, they very much support each other. After, inshallah, good number of years, then you can focus more on one subject. But not from the beginning. So, please study all your subjects properly. Even if some of, some of them are not the most interesting ones for you. Okay? Because you are, mashallah, rational people. You are adults. You are not children. You are adults. You are rational. A rational person, when knows something is good for him or her, does it. It's not a matter of enjoying or not enjoying, you know, or immediate pleasure or not pleasure. Sometimes we do things that we may not enjoy immediately but for our long-term interest is very important so a study has to be uh, kind of holistic okay Islamic studies has to be holistic but in addition to the classes that you have you can have your extra studies for example, you love history. In Jose, maybe you have only two hours, four hours. Okay, in weekend, in summer, in holidays, I study his books on history. That's good. But not that, you know, when you have classes on other subjects, you don't study them and study only history. All the subjects, you should study them properly, but you have lots of extra time. Unfortunately, if you imagine out of 365 days, how many days we study? It's less than half, much less than half. In universities now, they have normally 24 weeks. Yes? And 24 weeks, it's not that five days a week they study. Maybe two days a week, three days a week they study. So altogether is about 70 days, 80 days 
which is about one-fifth or one-fourth maximum of the year. We study more. We have 16 weeks, but it still is not enough. So you have lots of holidays, lots of breaks, that you can use them for your review and for self-study. We used to study many things in summer. Because, you know, you have a few months summer. You can study. You, you can, if you have teacher, take lessons, or you can teach someone. Especially if there's a big gap. Imagine, for example, three months, four months, you know, there's gap. Then it takes you three, four months to go back to where you stopped it, stopped and ended the study. Yeah? So imagine, for example, if you stopped in June, July, August, half September, you didn't study. Then 15th of September, for example, you want to start. It takes you lots of time to again reach the point that you ended. So a study should not be stopped. I think I told you this story about Sheikh Ansari, rahmatullah who was genius, Sheikh Ansari. <clears throat> but it is said that he used to say to his students, if possible, ask me questions any day other than Saturday. Because Thursday and Friday are holidays. So these two days of holidays were making him not in the best position. So he was feeling that Saturday he's not as sharp as Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Although just two days. For us, sometimes maybe one week we don't study anything. Maybe one month we don't study anything. Maybe when the Hose finishes, you close the book, put it on the shelf, goes, after a few months, then you open it again. This is not working. I don't think anyone with this attitude becomes a scholar. Al-ilmu ma lam tu'atahi kullak lam yu'ataka ba'bah If you don't give to it, all of you doesn't give you part of it. Never gives you all of it. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a common saying, I don't know. But it's a truth. You can never get, because you can never get all of the ill. But if you don't dedicate all your time and energy to knowledge, you cannot be given even part of it. <coughs> okay, so this is another thing that we should observe in our study. Then, how should we study? For example, in my daily plan, I should study, for example, from eight to nine, aqa'id. How should I study? From eight to nine, for example, I have to study. What is the best method of reading 
taking notes and studying. Inshallah, we discuss next week. Wa akhir da'wana, alhamdulillah.